Welcome to the Connect Community Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. We're so glad to have you with us today. If you're ever in our area, come see us in person. We hope today's message inspires you and helps you live better. We are in the series called, Is There More to Life? This is the fourth installment of that series based on the book of Ecclesiastes. Last week, Pastor Judy preached about the dark side of envy and how it can drive us in the wrong direction. And this week, we worked through the fifth chapter of Ecclesiastes on a message called, Work Your Lot. Work Your Lot. And you will hear a little bit more about that as we sort of work ourselves to the messages. Want to sort of let you guys in in a bit. I was uh, woke up really early, went over all of my notes. I was laying in bed. Naomi comes over. I don't know if she, she was here. She was sitting exactly where Susie said it at. And she comes over and said, Dad, what you talk is really boring. And I was like, and I'm coming, like, I, my mind is working on through the notes. And so today I'm here to tell you that I've dumbed down these notes. So if you have the attention spread of a bird, I'm your guy. We're going to be here for exactly 10 to 12 minutes. And at the end of this, I want us to take the time to literally be able to pray for each other. Literally, we're going to be here real quick. I'm going to run through my notes. The most important thing here today that I want us to be able to take is to us to be able to lift each other in prayer on something specific. I was scrolling through YouTube earlier this week, and a video popped up of a teenager that was interviewing four guys. He asked them three questions. He said, what are the three things you cannot live without? And as you could imagine, their answers are really elaborate. It was a combination of recreational drugs, family, women. But there's one thing that was constant throughout all the answers. You can think about what that is. Starts with the letter M. Money. What? There you go. Moolah. Matter of fact, one of them actually mentioned, he actually ran through all of his answers. Then he, remind, he reminded himself, wait, hold on. Yeah, I, I need money if I'm going to enjoy any one of those things. Whether you believe it or not, we're all driven with a pursuit of money. And I know money is not important to you. But let me just ask you, if money wasn't an issue. Would you be at your current job right now? I can hear a pin drop in the room. Would you be driving the car that you're driving? Matter of fact, would you be living on the house that you're living on right now? You see, money is as important to you as it is to God. Interestingly enough, money and possessions are the second most referenced topic in the Bible. Here's a misconception. I want us to play a quick game of true or false. You guys are ready? Come on, a little bit more participation. You guys ready? Here we come for a game of true or false. I'll say a phrase, and you tell me if it's true or false. Here we go. The New York Yankees were once nicknamed the Evil Empire. True or false? True. Here we go. The long-living street prophet, Sean Puffy Daddy Combs, a.k.a. P. Diddy, was, was featured on the song, More Money, More Problems. True or false? I'm not going to sing the song like J.D., but I just want to see if you guys know it or not. Here's another phrase that's thrown out a lot. Money is the root of all evil. Is that true or false? That is absolutely false. 
Paul's Timothy 6.10 actually says that the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. The place that it holds in your heart. How you choose to pursue it. Money is a great servant, but it is a horrible master. Here's a biblical perspective. We start off on the book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 5, verse 13. And it reads, there's another serious problem I have seen under the sun. Hoarding riches harms the saver. Money is put into risky investments that turn sour and everything is lost. In the end, there's nothing left to pass on to one's children. We all come to the end of our lives as naked and empty-handed as on the days we were born. We cannot take our riches with us. And this too is a very serious problem. People leave this world no better off than when they came. All of their hard work is for nothing, like working for the wind. Throughout their lives, they live under a cloud, frustrated, discouraged, and angry. So much for an encouraging word, right? But does that sound like the days that we're living on today? We're watching a generation of frustrated, discouraged, and angry people trolling around this world. Discouraged about their jobs, their living situations, and their surroundings. Here's a scary little statistic for you guys. Suicide rates have been at the highest they've ever been for the past almost 30 years. Literally, there are 139 suicides per day. That makes it five and a half suicides every hour. To make it even worse, at every 11 minutes, someone tries to kill themselves. People who are literally frustrated, discouraged, and angry. They reach out after something that leaves you empty-handed in the search of the next high. So the question still remains, is there more to this life that we're living? If you keep reading to the book of Ecclesiastes 5.18, you are brought up to something that brings us hope. It says, even so, I have noticed one thing. At least that is good. It is good for people to eat, to drink, and enjoy their work under the sun. Doing the short life God has given them. Keep that in mind. Doing the short life God has given them. And to accept their lot in life. It is a good thing to receive wealth from God. And the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This indeed is a gift from God. God keeps such people enjoying life that they have no time to bring over the past. To accept their lot in life. This word is mentioned a few times here in this passage. And it simply means about your gifts. The Things that are entrusted to you. That which God has given to you. Not necessarily how my daughters would actually say it. Naomi would come over and say, hey, you get what you get. And you don't get upset. But rather, it is when God has placed some things inside of you. Well, here are some things. If you're going to work your lot, the thing that God has given you, the things that he has inputted into you, I want to give you three things to help you get to it. Amen. You ready? Number one, 
as mentioned here on Ecclesiastes, it says, move on from your past. And I'm going to be shooting through a couple of scriptures just to give you a backup in terms of what I'm saying. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Not your past, a hope and a future. Revelation 21.5, it says, Behold, I have made all things new. Your God has made all things new. He has given you a hope and a future. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the patterns of this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renew new things. Plan for a future. God has been trying to get you to enjoy your lot. But you have been locked up in your past. You have been locked up on the things that you have failed on. Your past failures, your shortcomings. And you cannot live and enjoy the days under the sun on this short time that God has given you. If you're still simmering over the past. What you couldn't do. The things that you couldn't make. The things about your family. God is awakening you this morning and reminding you, I have new things for you. I'm ready to renew your mind and I have plans for your future. You still with me? The second thing you must do if you're going to enjoy a lot here on this earth, you must fellowship. That's a very Christianese word, a.k.a. you have to party. <laughs> the books of Acts 2, verse 46, it says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. If you read through the entire chapter of Acts 2, you will notice that that's the day of Pentecost. But I do believe in my heart that that entire, um, the entire, not incident, but how that took place was hinged on the fact that they were together. Through COVID, we were pushed through isolation. And a lot of times what that caused was the same thing that God made for us to continue to be blessed, which is the fellowship, our men's group, our ladies group. We were literally locked in our homes for almost two years. Yet you're faced against this verse in the Bible that says that when you are together, something different happens. This is a shameless plug on our connect groups. It is summer, but I think we do have a barbecue that's coming up in August, which we will let everybody know about. This will be your chance. And this is what happens. And I think we have had this conversation a few different times with some guys, and I think we had this with our men's group a lot, which was the point where we would call or text each other and say, hey, how's your heart? See, that's the power of fellowship. People who will hold you accountable, who will pull you in when you might be drifting away. This morning, I remind you that if you're going to live and work on the lot, the thing that God has given you, you need some people who are going to hold you accountable, who are going to call you in, who might call you in on some of the things you might be doing wrong, but may also celebrate you in your wins. And you will find out that some people do not know how to celebrate your wins, but they might be there to cry with you. In this community here, this, I think this is such a powerful thing about Connect Community, that through all the phases of our lives, we can pinpoint 
times and times again when we either had Pastor Janie Laney with our lives, we had Dante and Susie, and people who just sort of came in and said, hey, bro, we're, we're not here for the other stuff. How is your heart? If you're going to work your lot, if you're going to live that which God has for you, you have to plug in. COVID is over. I see maybe one mask all throughout. Hey, we actually had a, what is it, community minute? This is it. Next service, we're going to be hugging each other and high-fiving. Just come ready. We have broken all the paradigms of COVID because it's time to fellowship. It's time to bring that back again. Because I do believe that the day of Pentecost was the beginning, was the start. As we gather together, as we are in one body in Christ, I believe that God would do wonderful things in our lives. Amen? Last but not least, three, accept your lot. I truly believe that God has given you something beautiful and unique and that he has called you and you only to do. I want to give you a scripture to back that up. It's Jeremiah 1.5, which is one scripture that I have been reading off to my daughters. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart, and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. First Peter 2 verse 9 says, but you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light and my question to you this morning is what are you doing hanging in darkness when God has called you to the light this morning I'm here to tell you that you have a voice that you have been called as a prophet of God there's something that he has inputted in you I was sitting at my desk laughing the other day about paper clips and how something so simple is everywhere and at first, you might think, this is such, such a simple thing. But that was the one thing that that guy made. And up until today, we still have paper clips. Paper clips. But I want you to think about this. God maybe placed something in you as small as a paper clip. But that one thing, that small thing that he has placed in you can outlive generations. I'm here to tell you that since you are in your mother's womb, God has called you. And he has set your lot. This isn't you get what you get. You don't get to be upset. But this you get to work that which God has placed in your heart. And I challenge you to get around some people in this room. Get around an Elsie. Get around an Eric. People who are full of life. Who are living in their purpose who are implementing their businesses and are moving forward. I call unto you this morning, and I will close with this, that God is calling you closer. Yes, they've told you that money would do it, everything else in this world. But is there more to life? Yes, it is. That you will get to enjoy your days under the sun. In this short life that God has given you, he's calling you to work your lot. Forget your past. Get around some people that are going to walk with you and work 
your lot. That is my message for this morning. But I really want us to take the time to pray. Maybe you're still stuck in your past. Maybe this verse applies to you. That you need to renew your mind. That God wants to input and let you know that he has a plans for your future. You have to let go. Maybe you're still in isolation. Maybe you need to plug in. Before you leave here, let's make sure that we're linking you up with some people. And maybe you need to be reminded this morning that God has called you. And he has given you a voice. There is more to life. There's more to this thing that people are talking about. About putting your letter against the wrong wall and knowing that when you get to the top, there's nothing there. There's nothing but hype. God is telling you that there's a joy and there is a, there's happiness when he gives you wealth and he gives you the health to enjoy it. It all had his bowed, bowed this morning. I want to pray for you. We're going to pray that God will renew your mind. That he will once again remind you of the things that he has placed in your heart. And that you will be inspired this morning to work your lot. That thing that God placed in your heart. However small it might be, like a paper clip, but it is yours. God, this morning we come before you. We humble ourselves before you this morning. And we say, like we said during worship, that you will heal our land. There is more to life, Jesus. Renew our minds this morning that we may become closer to you and understand that you have something for us. Since we were in our mother's womb, you had called us. We are a chosen generation. We are called by your name. And we come before you this morning that you will give us strength to forget our past and move forward towards the things that you have for you that we will plug into this thing called church to be renewed to be called upon to be held accountable and to help your kingdom grow jesus we come before you this morning with our hearts open jesus we come before you this morning knowing that you are the only one who can do it the world has its own paradigms and things that they think that we need but we come to the one, the creator, the one who created us, who made us, who knows the very thing that bothers us, the same thing that has been pushing us away. Here we are with our open hearts, Jesus, and we come before you this morning. Heal us this morning, Jesus. We want to be reminded of your love. We are here with open hearts to accept that same love in this world that says that we shall do great things because of the God who has called us, who has renewed our minds, and who has given us strength to move forward, to push through, and to break through in the name of Jesus. We speak over every person who walked through this door, that they may be touched by your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Renew our callings. Heal our hearts. Help us forget the past and move forward with the word that says that you, God, have a plan for a future, a plan of hope, a plan to break the curses that could be even from our families in the past. And we are here because we are a chosen generation called by a God who holds on to his promises, not like men or not like family. We are possessing that which you have for us, Jesus, which is to live and to work our lot our calling, our purpose in this life. 
We thank you, Jesus. Renew our minds this morning. Renew our minds this morning, Jesus. That is our prayer. That is what we are here for. That we can hear from you and from you only, Jesus. We are silencing the voices of this world who are telling us that we can't do, that we can't reach, that we can't achieve. And we are holding on to the voices and the promises of God who says that He who started the good work in our lives, He is faithful to finish it. He is faithful to deliver. In the name of Jesus, we come against every voice that has spoken into our lives. And by the Holy Spirit of God who is in this place this morning, we are asking you to break every curse. We are asking you to break every barrier and allow us to come into your presence with humble hearts, calling on to your word that says that you have chosen us, Jesus. That you have called us, Jesus. And here we are this morning. Adhering to your word and answering your call. Help us, Jesus, to work our lot, whatever that might mean, however small that might be. That we may be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. That we can sit still for a moment or two and be able to listen to the voice of God that is telling us what to do and where to go. Don't despise the days of small beginnings for God is calling you to do that which he is calling you to. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice on the cross. And as your people, we come before you, chosen by you, called by you, with a plan and a future. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Do you receive that this morning? Thank you for listening today. If you have a prayer request, a question about faith, or would like to find out more information, visit us at connectcommunity.org. Don't forget to subscribe and share. See you next time.